Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's, it's Monday. Monday. Welcome Monday, yes. to Monday Motivation, Pendel Youth Pastors and Leaders. Uh, how are you doing, Jess? How was your I'm weekend? Good. It was good. It was good. Good went weekend. Kayaking. We went kayaking. Yeah, we took some... a group of friends from work and we went uh, kayaking on the Susquehanna River. That's right. That was great. It was fun. Um, you preached I this preached Sunday. On Sunday. Online. True. And, and now we're back here yeah, <laughs> this <we're> Monday. Back. <laughs> That's um, how the weekend goes. Yeah. So um, today we'll we'll get to some birthdays announcements later on. Uh, but today I wanted to share a little bit um, about just kind of where we are, like as a church as a whole, and uh, what we can do moving forward. Um, obviously. In the last, I think, three weeks, we've had some big news come out, you know, one after another. So the mask mandate, you know, came out. That happened right before youth camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last, what what day was it? Wednesday. Was it Wednesday, uh, the governor of Pennsylvania announced the two, the 25-person indoor and two 50-person outdoor right. gatherings. So you and your church, you know, had to make a quick decision, right? Yeah, so we did online. I candidated on Sunday, um, and our presbyter just uh, encouraged us to do online so that everybody could vote because we didn't have 100% mm. back in church. Yes. Um, and better safe than sorry, especially when you're candidating. Especially so. when you're candidating. <laughs> um, and then, then they clarified that and said it does not apply to religious organizations. And so, but, like, but at that point, you'd already made the decision. Because you see the headline and you dig in more and more and realize, like, there are so many layers to this And honestly, thing. I think we would have made the same decision mm. either way. Yeah. I mean, the church has always been exempt. And I think that different situations, I mean, one church... It might work to have in person mm-hmm. and online. We are a smaller church. We can't do online well and in person well. Oh, so you can only right do one or, one or the other. So well. we chose to do online well for yeah. that service. I don't know what it's going to look like moving, moving forward. forward. Yeah. Um, but for last Sunday, that was the right choice. Because you're interim for our church right now. Yeah. So you're you and the board are making the calls, making all the calls, and that is a lot of pressure. <laughs> and it is. So um, so I'm t- going to talk to. Our group today, I think I'm also going to talk to you a little bit and just kind of let's brainstorm a couple yeah. ideas. Um, so we titled today's video, uh, The Second Wave in Social Media. Um, and when I talk about the second wave, like obviously we have people, you know, projecting when there are going to be more spikes in cases, PAs experiencing in different areas, not everywhere, uh, you know, case spikes. Um, but I'm not just talking about that second wave as far as numbers and COVID cases, any of that goes. I'm, I'm more so talking about the, the second wave of anxiety, the second wave of hysteria, uh, the second wave, you know, some call it pandemonium, the second wave of, uh, you know, people kind of closing up a little bit more or deciding they're going to be more careful again. You know, maybe they got their beach trip in for the summer and now they're back to, uh, you know, deciding they want to take it more seriously. It, there's going to be, um, whether or not we see cases rise, just the nature of our culture that feeds on a lot of that hype, there's going to be uh, some level of anxiety rising back up. We're, we're going back into school season in um, like a month, maybe a month and a half. Mm-hmm. So there's all that conversation's happening. There are a lot of things kind of right now that are up in the air. A lot of schools just this week published plans of what back to school is going to look like. So, so. It's it's real. The hype is probably real, you know, 
uh, or at least it's really there. The hype's really there. So, um, so I want to talk about that a little bit, and I want to talk about what you can do as a leader, as a youth pastor, um, to kind of utilize the tools that you have, maybe the tools that you've learned through quarantine. Um, if you, you know, shut your services down and went online, some of those tools that you learned, now you might be opening back up. We have a lot of churches meeting back in person now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and man, my biggest encouragement is to not leave the skills that you've acquired or the, the you know, minutiae, the details that you've, you know, dug into and learned about and got, you know, really good at, don't leave that stuff behind and say, okay, well, we're back in person. The doors are back open, so <clears throat> we don't need to do any of this anymore. Right. Um, and so I want to dig in. I want to talk about two big things uh, today. Number one, um, when you, if you go back into hybrid or, you know, in-person situations, um, find ways to use social media for more than just a place to make announcements. Right, we have this amazing tool that we have the ability to say something, and it shows up on the phones of the people who've chosen to follow us. And sometimes, with the share button, it shows up on the phones and computers of people who don't follow us. And our message can reach more than even our intended audience. Um, and a lot of times, we kind of waste that by just using our Instagram account or our Facebook page or our TikTok even to post, "Hey, you got to be there this Sunday." Or, hey, we got this thing coming up, and you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. and I mean, I'm sure that there are students in your youth ministries who aren't back to church yet, Mm -hmm. right? Like, there are some families who are completely comfortable with being out in the public, and there are some that are choosing Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Maybe it's medical, maybe it's something else to... to stay back so you want to make sure that you're still connecting with and reaching those students even if you're not doing a live stream service and an in-person service every week yeah absolutely so i think in a lot of ways we've in the church used uh used fomo as like a marketing strategy Mm -hmm. right like hey if you're not here you're missing out if you don't come to this thing you're missing out if you don't show up at this specific time specific place where we're providing all the answers and uh, fun and community and life change. If you're not there for that physically, you're missing out. Which is not fair if mom's not letting me come to youth group. Yes. Or if I can't come to youth group because I had a lung transplant and it's not safe for me to be Or I have, we have a family member living with us who is immunocompromised. Right. Our families made the decision that we're all in this together or they're going through chemotherapy or whatever. So the last thing that you want to do is kind of, that's kind of the old ways, right? Like I've done it for years with camps, retreats, convention, yeah. like you got to be there. You got to bring friends. It's going to be amazing. And that's like, that's good outreach strategy. But in the culture that we're in right now, you could unintentionally create a divide of haves and have nots or mm-hmm. a divide of students whose parents, well, my parents are letting me go to this thing. Like my parents aren't, you know, like they're, they're not crazy like your parents, like Oh, well, my parents aren't letting me go to this thing. They're not crazy like your parents. I mean, you could seriously create some, like, culture. Students love to get into cliques. <laughs> don't help create. And our, a, and our kids don't help create a clique of haves and have-nots, but create healthy culture. Yeah. Um, and so uh, there are a couple ways you can do that. Um, just talking about posting more and not using social as a billboard so much. Um, create content specifically for your online audience. You've probably already been doing this. Um, you've probably already been doing like long form content, like a service or a zoom call or something like that. Um, so you, I would assume that since er, March, when this all kind of started, that you've gained the ability to, uh, talk to a camera 
uh, to some extent. You know, I, I'm, I'm just going to make that assumption. You and maybe some of your leaders or you know key student volunteers have gained the ability to confidently talk right into a camera lens like it's a person. So now the next step is find ways to take those skills you may have used for long-form content and boil it down to 60 seconds. If TikTok has taught me anything, and I'm a TikTok user until, until they get shut down because there's, I, there's great content on TikTok. There's terrible content on TikTok, but there's great content on TikTok. Um, if TikTok's taught me anything, it's that I can learn something new from somebody in 60 seconds or less. I've probably learned more. I was just telling our communications lead, Brandon, about this. I've learned more about like design and marketing from like random TikTok users who are like, here's three steps to blah, 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 blah. And then they run through it really quick. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've learned, like, I'll open up a note on my phone and write it down. Like, I've learned things. Yeah. I've learned how to do my job better <laughs> from TikTok. Um, so if you can find a way to take the message that you have or just the thought or the snippet. Think of like like a Devo, not a sermon, but think of it like a Devo. Find the essence of that Devo, maybe the story that you're basing it out of and the application that you want to end on. And, and it's like a muscle. You're going to have to exercise it. You're not just going to be good at it from day one. But try to find a way to boil it down to its essence and then fit it into 60 seconds. You know, Jesus did this. He said this to the, to the disciples blah, 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 blah. Here's how you can like, or here's your challenge today or whatever. Yeah. Try to find a way you, you can do it. It's, I know it sounds weird or impossible, especially in the culture that we're in with like long messages and, you know, preaching for lengthy amounts of time, but you're not trying to preach like a weekly message in this sense. You're just trying to get a thought across or an idea across. Think of it like you're talking to three kids at a coffee shop or across pizza and not, you know, with a microphone on a stage where you've got to take the time to get to know them and let them get to know you. Um, I see these kinds of posts a lot. I see a, a couple of our youth pastors doing these kinds of posts where they're, they're doing these, like, hyper micro devos. Now, again, you're probably your first one, you, you won't be great at it, but think back to the first message that you preached. Like, how great of a preacher were you? the first message that you preached. Not very good. <laughs> Not very good. So if you would have said, well, this is how I'm going to be for the rest of my preaching, so I might as well just give up. Yeah. Like, you, you would have given up right there. You wouldn't have gotten to where you are now. Sure. Same thing like, you know, you go to the gym once and you give up. Don't don't give up on this. Try it out. Try it out and maybe just send it to some of your students and help get them to help you navigate, uh, you know, this platform technology. Or coach some of your students to do it. Or coach some of your students yeah. to do it. Yeah, Joe Callie is doing a great job of this. Yeah. Joe Callie is coaching students. They're doing long-form content, but they're doing Instagram, IGTV, and he's got, uh, like, a Devo strategy and a schedule where students are sending in videos, yeah. and then he's posting them to the Youth Alive story. If you're not following Pendel Youth Alive on Instagram and Facebook, check him out right now. Uh, give him a follow, and you can see what he's using. He's utilizing students across PA and Delaware yeah. to make it happen. Um, so that's just, you know, one idea of how to use your platform to engage students on more than a level of, are you going to be at this thing? Yes or no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like on a, on a, on a greater level than are you go to my Instagram and it's just a billboard for the things that we've either done or are coming up. You need to, you need those posts. You need to get the word out. But if it's just that, then people stop reading. They stop engaging. If it's just text, the algorithm hates it and you'll get, you know, your post will get buried. And I think those it's important to remember too, that like we recognize that this is a season. Yes. So the things that we do for this season, cause I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking, okay, so if I'm doing 60 second short, snippets mm -hmm. like 
am I really discipling and mentoring students? But we're well, not might only be too doing shallow. that. It's not, yeah, right. exactly. But we're not only doing that, and it's only for a season. So mm-hmm. that is something that can work now Yeah. because of the season that we're in. Yeah, and what ultimately could happen is you could create inroads for not only the students who are deciding or their parents are deciding they're not going back to church right now, but you could create inroads for students who have never engaged yeah. with your church or students who have never engaged with a church or a youth group at all because of the power of the share button. So yeah. if you start to create some content that's really life-giving and not just announcement-making, and you create some content that your students are then sharing or you're empowering or even challenging you know, in your normal weekly service, hey, Sure. This is your challenge this week. Share share two devos or send a devo to a friend specifically. Yeah. You know, you could be creating inroads and then when this subsides and things and things change or we kind of are in a safer space where we can open back up and do large gatherings again, you know, with the safety and the cultural acceptance of doing that, then you might have created inroads for students who are like, I can't wait till COVID is gone because I can't wait to finally go to this church yeah. that I've never been to before. You know what I mean? It's true. Like I've been watching this church online or I've been connecting with this pastor and I'm finally able to go and meet them and go and say like, this is where I belong. Like yeah. this is, you know, something I've been a part of for we, I've heard that story so many times with different churches mm-hmm. whose reach online has affected the community even beyond their local community and it's affected people i mean i've heard stories of like families who've moved because they've fallen in love with a church's online presence now i'm not saying that you're gonna like strive for that but i'm saying that it is a powerful tool that we have in front of us um and so the next thing number two of the two big points today is if you're meeting in person if you have gone back to a traditional service not just hangouts but a traditional like we're gonna do some worship we're gonna preach Maybe do a game and then, you know, and then end it or whatever the structure of your Wednesday night or whatever day you do service looks like. If you're meeting in person, can I challenge you today to invest in the time and the team to create a great hybrid experience? And when I say hybrid experience, I mean a great uh, in-service and a great online experience. Now, you said we can't do that yet. Right, yeah. you're, you're f- trying to figure it out. So sure. one of the biggest problems, like when I look at the online stream for faith, when there are people in the room, is that because of the people in the room and sight lines, you have to put the camera in the back of the room, and so you're shooting over some heads, and it, and you just feel far it away. Bad. It looks bad. Yeah. You feel super, and you like you're watching. You feel super far away. Here's here's an idea, it's, and this is a no tech idea. Maybe you just have an iPhone. Maybe that's how you were doing online. Was like literally you were doing a phone Facebook Live. That's how you're doing your online service during quarantine um put that phone or camera or whatever you have that you can stream from put it in the front row and get it up to eye level with yourself so like on a tripod on a tripod in your case your tripod is isn't that tall you probably do tripod on chairs or a small table or something do that and it's going to be weird because the person who sits front and center you just took their seat and the person who sits right behind front and center now there's like a thing in their way (laughs) but if you talk about it in your service, you can create a culture around it. So if you, in like, here's an example. Worship just ended, and you're going to come out and maybe do a welcome moment. You're going to get up on stage or something. Hey, well, welcome. We're so glad you're here with us. If you're in the room, you might notice this camera, phone, tripod, whatever you have, uh, sitting 
right in front of everything. And it could be blocking your view, and it might be just a little like, why is that there? That's kind of weird. Well, here's, what, here's why we're doing this. We want to give our online students the best seat in the house. So can we just give it up for them in the room right now? Can we give it up for our online students? So what you've just done was you've communicated to your online audience that you care greatly about them, more than just throwing a camera in the back of the room and pressing live. And you're going to talk right to them when you're preaching. And they just heard a room full of their friends clapping for them. Yeah. They might know, oh my gosh, I know these four or five, you know, my, my best friends are going to church and I'm not yet, but like, I just heard them applauding for me. We made this a part of our nightly culture at camp. Yeah. Chance, Chance, Chance did a great job. Yeah. Every time he hit the stage, he, like, within like five minutes of the beginning of his message, he would say, like, and can we just give it up for our online audience right now? Yeah. And then he'd look right into the camera and he'd point right at it like I'm doing right now. And he'd say... Yeah. You know, if you're watching with a screen, we're so glad that you're with us. And and I, we challenged him a little bit. And throughout the week, he was, like, better and better and better. But at one point, he got to the point where he was saying, and if you're in the room tonight and if you're watching online, like, it was natural. Yeah. So, like, we have those, like, those phrases. Like, you have those phrases as a preacher that you, like, kind of have, like, in your back pocket. If you're in the room right now is, right. is one of them. And if you're here right now, if you're in the room right now listening, it's going to take a little bit of exercise and a little bit of trial. But try to work in that extra phrase. If you're in the room right now or you're watching online with us and you look right at the camera and you point in the same way that you'd make eye contact with students in the front row, that makes a world of a difference for online audiences. Mm. Like, here's an example. If Jess and I were doing Monday Motivation today, but we were sitting like this and we were talking, talking to each other and we never once talked <laughs> to you, but we were doing a live video for you, it would be mm -hmm. weird. It'd be really weird. And it wouldn't be nearly as engaging as us talking right to you right it's now because and it's hard i mean like let's just be honest i don't see any of you we're live and i see a glass lens and some lights and our friend brandon standing behind the camera that's all that's what i got you know and so you might have uh an iphone staring right back at you and a student behind the iPhone on their phone, not maybe not even paying attention. Or you might have a, a spouse or a family member or, you know, one of your kids helping you out. Like, and it's going to be, it could be a little weird. Or you might have a phone here and, and groups of students behind it. But if you can find a way to challenge yourself to keep, like, I mean, we've done it before. We've put post-it notes on the bottom of the phone with an arrow that says, don't forget. I almost... Um, I can't, I didn't have to, but I was ready to put a piece of tape on the podium that said, remember online. <laughs> I attend um, a campus when, you know, when we were having church physically, I, my wife and I attended uh, GT's Kutztown campus. Yeah. And you can always like, there's always, you can tell the difference between the people who are engaging the campus and engaging online and the people who maybe don't understand that culture and aren't right. as much. And it's weird. It's a really weird thing. But when I hear a room full of people cheering for the Kutztown campus, you know, miles away at the West Long campus. Yeah. And I know it's like on a delay and it's like, but I, even though I know all of these things, I'm like, oh, that felt really nice. Like you just that, feel like you're Oh, a part. yeah, we're, I'm a part of this church. That's really cool. So those little things make a really, really, really big difference. Um, and again, like you said earlier, you are going to have people who just aren't ready to come back. Yeah. They're just, I, I, we've heard stories of, I've heard stories of, um, high key volunteers in a media ministry at a church a friend is at and they without saying anything blocked out on planning center which meant saying i know i'm not going to be able to be there to serve up until january yeah 
And he had to call them and say, hey, what was up? And they said, oh, we just don't feel comfortable coming back to church. Those people not, might not be the loudest people in your church. Those people might not be the loudest people um, voicing their opinions or voicing their fear, anxiety. One thing about anxiety is you're not always like super loud that you have it. You might just be like, oh, I don't feel comfortable doing this. And then like fade into the distance. You know what I mean? And so students might be doing that. um, But if you're creating a platform for them to still engage, you, you could be doing an incredible thing. You might not be able to do it alone. I always encourage, you know, empower student leaders, empower volunteers. Um, It might mean changing your programming up a little bit. Uh, If you're going to do a game in the room, you might need a person to run an online game ready to pick the phone up and say, well, they're doing that, we're doing this. Because we did that at camp a couple times. We had Dave Brock, Chris McNanny, Aaron Lawrence, they were ready. And they we had a little thing. I mean, it was high tech, right? But we'd tell them, okay, we're going to a game. You guys have to break in and do an online game for the next 10 minutes. And lining that up wasn't always easy. It, but it couldn't. It doesn't need to be that high production value, high tech. It could be as easy as that phone in the front of the room. You have another leader who's leading a different game just for online, a little scavenger hunt or something. Yeah. And if you're on a timer for your game, then they can be on a timer for their game. And you can, you know, with, hey, I'm going to take you another room really quick, and we're, like we're going to do it. Or you do announcements in the room, and that's a great opportunity for someone to grab the phone and walk out of the room and do announcements to online. You know, because yeah. maybe the announcements don't uh, apply to them. So, um, one thing I want to, I want to share, uh, this, I saw this over the weekend. <clears throat> this is an Andy Stanley quote from an interview we did with CNN. I'm going to read it as I read it. Uh, do your best to, to not read into the politics of it. Okay. I want to talk about a specific part of it. So he was doing an interview. They decided not to go back in person. Uh, he said the church needs to be looking outward and not focusing only on the opinions of those already inside. Mm-hmm. So take the politics out of that. I don't know where you stand on, you know, the whole issue or what you think of how it's being, you know, how it's being responded to or anything like that. But take the politics out and just hear that last part. We should be focusing not only on the opinions of those already inside. We should be looking outward. If you look at that not as a statement of left or right, but as a statement of mission, they're deciding that they're glad they have people in their church but they're deciding that they need to also be seeking more people. And that means that means reaching people whose opinions are different than the, than the church, than the people yeah, in the church. it's an opportunity to be missional. It's an opportunity to be missional. So creating a hybrid service or a hybrid experience allows you to do that. It allows you, yeah. you know, oh, well, you're not coming because you're afraid or, you, or you're being driven by fear is the same as, like, closing your door and locking it. Um, to a potential congregant or you you have this technology, you have a phone or a camera or a media department, whatever you have, not utilizing it would be like the same as if you had a room full of people, but you didn't use your microphone and you only talked loud enough for the front, you know, two or three rows to hear you. It's the, it's, I think it's the same concept, you know, that technology took time to implement and figure out, but it's worth it because it allows us to reach more people. people, you know, it allows more people to hear the gospel. Um, so, uh, last thing, and then we'll close out. we got some announcements and birthdays. Um, in 1455, uh, Gutenberg invented the printing press and the first book that many people, historians agree that he printed was the Bible. And that really transformed. That was a, that was a, we don't really see the printing press as like a, like a technological, like advance, right? You know, today, but that was a a huge 
technological advance that allowed the gospel to be spread faster, more efficiently, and reach more people. Yeah. We now, in 2020, with social, using our Instagram accounts as announcement bulletin boards, we're, we're probably a little bit behind the rest of the world. You know, in 1455, first, first book printed was a Bible. The church is leading the charge. <laughs> we might be a little bit behind right now. Um, but can I, can I use that not as a way to say, like, you know, boo on us, but to say, like, can I challenge you? Uh, find ways, m- whether it's meeting with your students and leaders or uh, just taking the time to learn the platform or taking the time to try to boil down and uh, devote a 60-second essence, um, do something that might be uncomfortable or difficult, ultimately because you have the opportunity to reach more people than just who are inside your church. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's all I got. But now we got some birthdays. <laughs> birthdays so. this week. Who do we have? Friday, we have Adam Blazek from Erie First. Happy birthday, Adam. Happy birthday, Adam. Saturday, we have uh, Jake Lavella and Christian uh, Browler. I think I'm saying that right. I think you are. Happy yeah, birthday, happy birthday Jake and Christian. That's all the birthdays this That's week. That's all the birthdays. Yeah. Not many this week. Not uh, many. Do we have any announcements? Yeah, we have a couple of announcements. A couple of things coming up in August. Um, our AIM trip to the Philly Dream Center is still scheduled right now for August 4th through the 8th. And then we also have Bible Quiz Camp coming up August 14th through the 16th. Um, as always, just keep an eye on this page. Um, if we have any announcements COVID related we just talked about all of the changes that are taking place every week so if there are additional changes we will be sure to let you know as soon as possible on those things yeah Jess will you pray for our youth absolutely dear Jesus I just thank you for this this great opportunity that we have to just really be creative in sharing the gospel. And I just ask that you uh, just touch each leader right now that's watching God. I just ask that you um, just give them creativity, impart creativity for their context, dear Jesus. We know that um, it's going to look different depending on which church we're in and what community we're serving, but we just ask that you give us just divine wisdom and divine creativity to reach our communities, God. We have always prayed that, but I feel like we have um, just a greater permission right now to be able to do those things. And I just thank you for that opportunity. And I ask that you help us to not just squander those things, but to just use them uh, and steward them well so that we can reach more people for you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, guys, if you have any awesome ideas, anything that you have done to, you know, fit in any of the challenges that we gave today, drop a comment. Let's help each other out. If you have any questions, Feel free, reach out, ask yeah. the questions. That was, that's what this whole Facebook group is for, to help each other out and make each other better, not just a place for us to make announcements. So <laughs> uh, join in the conversation. If you have a best practice or something, post about it. We'd love to see it. Until then, we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Have a good week.